Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Yang. I'm joined by Xinhui in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Next up, the internet has given birth to terms such as screen face, mouse hand, and computer spine, and these are direct translations from Chinese. And these are expressions of what internet users call new occupational hazards. Possibly in a sarcastic manner, delving into this lexicon, what deeper implications does the term "screen face" carry within our societal context? And Linabel, Disney's favorite pink fox, might need to gracefully roll over for the arrival of a new cartoon celebrity in town. Meet Loopy, the pink-colored beaver, has taken the internet by storm. What is it about Loopy that has everyone enamored? It seems, and together let's step into the world of cuteness. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any podcast platform of your choice. But hey, the party doesn't stop there. We want to hear your voice on our show. Got curious thoughts or burning questions? Record them and send them our way at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. Let's turn up the volume together. Now on roundtable, as we move on to the next topic today. Apparently, your facial expression speaks volumes about your relationship with digital devices, and more often than not, it's a toxic one. Instead of breaking hearts, screens may exacerbate skin conditions and transform your once joyful face into an indifferent poker face. <laughs> Chinese internet users now term this phenomenon as screen face or 屏幕脸 So, what exactly does the screen face look like, and how can we shake it off to reclaim our happy expressions? <laughs> um, screen face is a figurative expression in the Chinese context. It reflects how this prolonged screen time can do to our face as well as our mental state, and this. Is commonly found among those who aged between 25 and 40, who have close interactions with not humans but digital devices like computers. Especially, these young professionals work in the IT industry or clerical workers who need to do a lot of word processing and typing. And even these online writers, they're. More prone to this type of screen face,、uh, and also it has something to do with your lifestyle. For those who are addicted to online games or movies and TV dramas through these small screens, they are more likely to get this type of、uh, screen face, which typically is characterized by indifferent face expressions, or some would say expressionless,、mm. or some face look dull. And usually, you are in a low mood. You seem not happy or interested in life, and usually your skin is dry, and you have premature signs of aging, like wrinkles, sagging skin, and age spots. And some would say they they cannot find light in your eyes. You seem you seem you you have lost、um, energy, and you don't want to mingle with other people, and you hate socializing. And in severe cases. Some might have personality disorders out of too much screen time. 
Yeah. I mean, if you are doing this because of work, I can't, okay, unless you absolutely love your work 24-7 around the clock every day, then good luck to you. But otherwise, for most people, I can understand maybe you have that that face mm, yes. because of all the stuff that you have to do, you know, on the computer and your smartphone for work. But if you're watching shows in your own leisure time and aren't you supposed to be like laughing and, <laughs> and having all kinds of facial expressions because if it's a good show, then it's supposed to make you feel stuff and your face will react, right? Yeah, that's true. So I think it mostly refers to those working professionals <sighs> who are spending a lot of time working in front of a computer and they're not aware of these tiny changes happening to their face you oh. know when i look back at myself when i'm doing research and i think my face gradually loses like smiles or it <laughs> it's just the muscles got stiff <laughs> in a way but i don't know it until when I do my research on this topic about screen face and then I realized, hmm, I think I probably have screen face too. Right. Mm. Okay. Josh, do you have this screen face from time <laughs> to time? And, yeah. And also initially when you first heard this term and you're a native speaker, like what came yes. to your mind when you saw these mm. two little words placed next to each other? I think I was born with screen face. <laughs> what? I, Is that I, a resting bee face? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, um, I kind of have that. Yeah, yeah. Or I think I think as soon as I hit twenty five, I just had screen face. It was nothing to do with the screen. It was just the just uh, life, you know. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I, oh, I appreciate your joking. British sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it makes a lot of sense, you know, and it I think does? I think we can sort of appreciate a bit in uh, in the kind of work that we do. You know, is that we are constantly looking at screens. You know, um, I guess even when we're doing the radio show, I, I, I guess maybe that's a, a short kind of break from the screen, right? And you can engage more with the microphone, but most of the time, if you do anything to do with words or marketing or let's face it, most industries, right, um, these days, at least uh, in a city like Beijing, you probably are going to have screen face. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, and... if you don't like your work, you know, you can't just be smiling at your computer all the time, right? That's mm. insane. <laughs> yeah, it, it, so it would be I, weird. I, it, I get it. I totally get it. And mm. I, I, I really think I suffer from this, though, seriously. Mm. I, I think... Uh, um, especially sleep. I think it affects people's sleep a lot more than we, we think. And I think that's very damaging and something that needs to be addressed, which people are trying to address it, right? Uh, even uh, te technologically phones and screens, you know, they have like light dimming modes and things like this. Like they're aware of it. They're aware of the damage. Hmm. Um, but obviously the best thing to do is to just not look at the screen in the first place, which is difficult. <laughs> it is difficult. And it expands to... Um, new areas that previously you would not think um, has anything to do with this. Let me elaborate. Uh, for example, if we had the chance to, let's say, invite Josh to do the show face-to-face -face mm -hmm. in the same physical venue all the time, then 
it would be the exciting live radio show that we are. But sometimes due to various constraints, mm. um, for example, now Josh is doing this show with us from miles away. And there were a couple of moments, I have to admit, and I I mean, this is so uncool of me, but I did have a few jokes in my sleeves to tease Josh because there were... Oh, please. <laughs> but after what you said, I, I feel like, you know, a horrible person in saying any of them. So never mind. The jokes are shelved. I'm British. We love it. We love it. <laughs> I'm Chinese. I don't love it. <laughs> okay, for another time. But, but anyway, my point is there were a few moments when... Cause I can actually see Josh through a screen. So if it weren't for this technology available, we wouldn't be able to do this show in the first place with Josh speaking to us in a place that we don't know where it is. Um, anyway. and It's, it's my house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, um, and there were a few moments when, when we're doing the show and I realized Josh is this face that speaks a million words of... <laughs> Of blankness. <laughs> blankness. When, You're not the first when, person to tell me this. Don't worry. When yeah. we're talking or whatnot, and, and Josh maybe is looking at the notes and he doesn't know that uh, I can see him or whatever it is when we're doing so this many show. notes. Oh. I'm just I'm just looking at you don't you have no idea how many notes I have in front of me, like at this very moment. Which is a which is not a great thing, right? It's sort of balancing this ability to engage and be present. It's important to be present, right? I think that's what we're lacking with this screen face. I think that's what it means is that we have this inability to really be present anymore, like in our reality, in our physical space. And being present is really important for, you know, really enjoying life and being alive, I think. That's so um, true. It's pretty dark, isn't it? It is. And what an unexpected dark turn, Josh. But certainly, I think <laughs> Sorry. it's okay. It's okay. And um, and then I just realized that, you know, in a way we feel, oh, despite the fact that Josh is miles away, but we're connecting, but he's not really present either. I'm not really there. Until you are. And it's, it's just, you know, one of those 21st century digital tales that's like so strange and so fascinating. And also mm. gratifying at the same time, because I, I think I'm grateful that you get to join the show whenever you and we have a chance to do this. So, yeah, screen face can happen when you didn't anticipate it. And is it possible to shake it off and reclaim our happy face? Because screen face usually is associated with the frown, right? Can we flip it up and be happy again? <laughs> yes, and I have researched some of the suggestions from medical doctors, and they say it's best to stay away or reduce the amount of time of screen engagements for these office workers. I think it's not possible to get rid of screen engagements, but oh. we can definitely reduce some of the amount on the condition that you don't, it doesn't affect your work. Probably you can take a five to 10 minute break every hour of working in front of the screen. And during the rest period, you can do some facial massage <laughs> and eye exercises to relieve the facial and eye fatigue. And also it's 
uh, recommended to improve the environment uh, surrounding you, like get yourself a nice computer desk and install your computer in a way that the visual distance between you and the screen is between 50 and 70 centimeters. And also you can decorate the, the office desk by putting some plants or flowers to enlighten your mood. And also I have seen an interesting suggestion is to look in the mirror more often and notice the slight changes in your facial expression and smile to your reflection more often to exercise your facial muscles. Oh, interesting. Well, I can say for one thing, if your facial muscles are exercised too frequently, <laughs> <laughs> wrinkles do occur. Yeah. So don't have that exaggerating facial expressions probably. Well, mitigating digital device use as such can be easier said than done. Because let's say if you're required to churn out X amount of papers or reviews or whatever it is that work requires you to do, and then you're, you feel you're compelled to just beaver away on the computer. And, um, and when you're trying to really get work done, I think we all have the screen face because you're just hyper-focused and you don't want to waste any slightest strand of energy on whatever mm -hmm. else. It's just work, work, work. And Josh... Why does prolonged screen time lead to this development of screen face? And um, how can the concept of screen face be applied in this broader context of occupational health, considering this evolving nature of work in the digital age? Well, I'll answer your second question first. I think that it's a really important question. And we must remember that when we talk about prolonged screen time, I mean, television has been around for a, a relatively longer, but when we're talking about prolonged screen time, I think it's a relatively new thing in terms of smartphones, right? Smartphones have really only been widespread uh, for the last sort of 15 years or so. And so I don't think we yet truly know how bad this is for us in the long run. I think the long lasting damage of prolonged screen time we're gonna we, we don't yet know how, how bad it is i think mm. we'll find this out later and i think that i imagine that in hindsight in 50 years time we will have companies will probably legally have to limit the amount of time they're allowed to have employees on screens i think it's that d damaging for us i think it's that bad for us so i think that when we're talking about occupations i think in the future we're probably going to have to have more protective restrictions um, to protect employees health because we already know in this short period of time that it's extremely damaging to us so to answer your second question that's where i see it going and i think that it is a serious issue i think that we shouldn't have to be on the screen for too much time uh, as an employee mm. um i mean why your first question was why does it happen right uh, or why do we have this screen face i guess that we don't know for sure, but I imagine that it, it is something about being detached in a way. I mean, we are sort of out of reality to some degree, right? As I mentioned before about a lack of being present, right? I think that's really true. And I think that that's just having this sort of droopy look and, and the muscles sort of re relaxed and tired, almost being in like a sleepy state. It, it reminds me of that. And I think we are, we're sort of losing touch with reality to some degree. So for me, that's how I see this screen face. And I know when I have that, 
because I catch myself on the show sometimes. I do look at I look at the screen and I realize I've got it. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> is that what I look like? I just look like a zombie. You know? <laughs> and I am. I am zombified by the by the screen. Oh no. Well, I've had those moments too, especially uh, during like live streams or sometimes doing some like video work. And let's say if we've got a few people talking, and you know, I- I'm the host, and I'm supposed to take a break. Not, not really. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was like accidentally caught on camera once, and I was like, oh no, I I do not want my guests to see this face, <laughs> and uh, I should be more perky. I feel, but also, don't you feel that is. Another kind of unfortunate psychological state to be in—that is, you feel like you are compelled to act to a certain way, just to you know appease to the folks around you, so that they feel better about it when you're actually dead inside. Not to push things to that extreme, but what are your thoughts on on the same questions、uh, mm. in this context? I think, especially in today's modern workplace, we are seeing these new occupational diseases that, in the past, the previous generations definitely didn't have such、uh, kind of problems.、Um, I have seen an interesting example. About the the mining industry,、um, for those workers in the mining industry, they are more likely to get diseases in the lungs,、mm. and they are covered in their medical insurance. But nowadays, young people when they get these so-called occupational diseases, is is sometimes not covered in our medical insurance. We cannot say your indifferent facial expression is directly. Connected to the screen time while you are working in the office, or、uh, your stiffness in your spine or your other joints, it's directly induced by prolonged screen time working. So that's kind of a tricky part, also in the modern workplace. I think. Yes, indeed. Well, then, in what ways can societal attitudes and expectations towards technology contribute to the Prevalence of screen face and what implications does this have for our overall well-being? I think there's a lot of points to discuss here.、Um, I think, as a society, as I mentioned, I think I think there needs to be more awareness. I even think that there needs to be more rules. I think that we we need to really. We've got the information, we've got some information about the damaging effects of prolonged screen time, and I think that we need to figure out some way. To to fix this, I mean, I, I imagine as technology improves,、uh, we probably will replace the screen one day. I'm sure one day we will not have a screen like this, right? And、um, it's it's kind of difficult to imagine that, but I'm sure that we will have some sort of、uh, digital replacement, like hol- something holographic or something like that.、Um, but for now,、oh, this is what we've got, and we've had screens for a while. But I, I think one of the damaging effects, most damaging effects societally, and there's many, is This sedentary behavior. So it's not just about your eyes, right? But you're also sat in a fixed position、mm-hmm. for a very long time. And a lot of our habits now, a lot of recreational activities that we do societally are based on you know a person being sedentary, and that's really、mm-hmm. unhealthy. Really、um, bad. It's, yeah, it's really bad. And I, I it, you know, we have r- increased risks of. Um, obesity, cardiovascular problems, all kinds of health issues, and we need to figure out a way to stop that. And also, I, by the way, I'm also not saying that employees should 
be made to do exercise in the morning or anything like this right um i'm not i'm not a fan of that either um but i i think that it needs to be carefully considered and i think on top of that what you get from that is also reduced social interaction um while being sedentary and i think when you don't have that real face-to-face interaction like let's be honest like we're not really having right now right us and we've talked about that before right the difference between the live show when i'm in the studio and me being remote like this i think that that really does that we can feel it right when Mm -hmm. we do that that there's a difference in connection there and there's a sort of inability sometimes to to read each other like you said you're not really sure what josh is thinking or what what, what's going on with his screen face where for me in my mind i feel like i'm very clearly engaged with you so i think that societally this is probably going to have long-lasting damaging effects on us as well hey on that note can i just quickly ask you would you prefer you know this um video chat or Mm. just like a you know call in phone connection like just audio connection in Mm. in this sense because because i would think that you know being able to see each other even if we're not in the same room is the better option but you know everybody's entitled to different ideas sure i i mean I think that there's pros and cons to both. Sometimes I love a phone conversation, um, but usually I just like the phone conversation because the connection's better. So like <laughs> when I call call friends and stuff, usually it's so I, so I feel like that is swaying me a bit more towards the phone conversation. But this, I much prefer the video. And I, I like that you guys can see me as well. I think that that's quite important that you can see when i'm engaged and also i can sometimes i try and give cues or i wave to you guys and (laughs) you know let let you know if i i want to speak or if i want someone else to speak like um i'm never i'm never sure if you can see me but i think that video is is not perfect but it's my preferred medium for for this yeah Yeah. Mm. i absolutely agree and it's almost like when you're performing in a live venue to a live audience josh it's like we we feed off and bounce off each other's facial expressions, mm-hmm. our tone of voices, and, and all these um, senses that are to our command. And it's just great to feel the human existence in however real way it can be. Coming up next, feeling the loopy fever? What's the deal with this pink beaver? Stay tuned. Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West, and understanding is the goal. It's the hour of Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Josh Cotterell on the line and seeing you in the studio. Have you ever wondered why and how a certain cartoon character seems to captivate the hearts of so many people around you? In recent years, we've witnessed the sudden ascent of Lenabelle, the charming pink fox who has attained celebrity status among fans. However, it appears that the pink vixen might have to make room for a new sensation stealing the spotlight, and her name is Loopy. This pink-colored beaver has become the latest internet sensation, drawing the attention of fans and brands alike. So, who's Loopy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lupi is one of the main characters from the South Korean cartoon series called 
Bororo, the little penguin. Well done. Yeah, that's Korean pronunciation, by the way. Bororo is the the little penguin, the protagonist of this cartoon series, which premiered 20 years ago and has oh. launched eight seasons till today. And Loopy is one of the characters. Loopy is a pretty cute and young female beaver and she's shy and sensitive and sometimes can be a little princessy and she enjoys cooking but is horrible at sports and pretty much everything else (laughs) (laughs) and she is very friendly to her friends she cares about their feelings she sometimes makes cakes for her friends but sometimes she's with a bit of temper Mm -hmm. Uh, she pouts when losing a game and she cries when losing a snow ball fight right Mm -hmm. so hold on she's the supporting actress and she's getting all the the attention the attention what happened to the penguin okay we don't need to know that (laughs) so why is she popular so Lupi initially shot to fame in China due to a series of memes of her vividly depicting the emotions and status of today's young office workers. Um, like people don't want to go to work, people want to slack off at work, and sometimes people are on the edge of having a mental breakdown at work. So these memes of Lupi seem to perfectly match those emotions in the Chinese context. And Chinese youngsters, they use these memes on social media to express their emotions and they also find a reflection of their own feelings through the loopy's memes so i think in that case it really resonated with these young audiences and they are circulating these emojis of loopy and that's why she got very familiar with those younger generation yeah and josh i'm not sure if you're aware of loopy's existence um your face says blank so probably no (laughs) (laughs) straight face (laughs) okay but still i need to ask you my friend Uh what do you see as this popularity of in my opinion sorry ordinary looking pink (laughs) bear like thing which is apparently a beaver Beaver. um yeah but it's popularity and people are exchanging these memes on social media Mm. as such so what explains how do you feel about it well I I think I understand it because I know that we sort of look at these characters as maybe a bit childish. I mean, I do, I think, to some degree. But I also understand that there is some crossover appeal in any kind of character. You know, they can... Uh, and when, when these themes are very relatable. And I think that sometimes humor is often the the best way to communicate complex issues and ideas and also feelings. Mm. So I think that when you use characters like this to communicate feelings, they can sort of be universally understood and they can communicate even better than words, right? Mm. Um, I think memes and stickers and emojis and characters like this, that they've taken on their own language. And it's pretty interesting um, because it's uh, sort of universally understood language to some degree. But of course, there's cultural nuances to all of them as well. But um, this isn't the first time that we've seen this. There's a lot of cartoons and things like this that Mm. are being shared online to portray and show feeling, right? Mm. Um, And I think that a lot of these characters as well, they have a lot of nostalgia. It depends on the character, but certain cartoons and characters in certain countries and cultures, a lot of nostalgia and cultural reference, right? There's ones in my own country as well, I think, that um, like... Bugs Bunny and SpongeBob SquarePants. I think he's <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants is yeah. everywhere. Um, he, he's that's been around since 
1999 or mm. 2000 something like that and um it's a very clever animation it's got a lot of uh clever writing and stuff like this and his image and his face is everywhere on western social media and i that, get it i do get it right and there's an interesting difference because squarepants he's SpongeBob. not cute <laughs> he doesn't look like obviously undeniably adorable across mm. culture but when you look at a lot of the other cartoon characters maybe also loopy they're cute because their their features resemble like little babies and and you know cuteness yeah. And that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. Thank you so much, Xingyu and Josh Cotterell, for joining the discussion. I'm Ha Young. We'll see you next time. 